to the Fan Fight Podcast. I am Danielle Riendo. I am the EIC up in this business. And today I'm joined not by LB. LB is uh, out on assignment. That's the, the thing to say, I think. Out on assignment. I love, doing, I love that. I've always loved that. Doing, Yeah, it's good. It's like, you know, I just picture them in like a very, you know, like the little detective coat, like the little, yeah. little trench coat with a notebook kind of thing. Yep. Like LB's out on assignment. Uh, you know? 100%. <laughs> I am joined instead by John Warren, the head of media, Hello. the editor at large, the wrestling fan Ooh. in residence today. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Thanks. I, I, Thanks for being here. I, yeah. You gave me an excuse to watch uh, one of my very favorite matches, at least in the modern era. So it's I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, it was extremely fun to watch. And I guess I'll just do the little preamble where typically every week we watch a pro wrestling match. We watch an MMA fight and we share in our sort of respective disciplines. And we always start with wrestling. And John, this was such a fun, <laughs> high spirited, like f- funny over the top match. Do you want to sort of set it yeah. up uh, what we watched here? I am more than happy to set it up. So uh, this we watched the uh, the I, at this point, honestly, iconic. And I'll give some context to that in, in a yeah, second. But yes. uh uh, an iconic match between Sasha Banks and Bailey from NXT Takeover Brooklyn in 2015. Um, this oh, was a okay. It, go yes. ahead. Oh, I didn't realize what year it was. I knew it was like recent-ish. It was like you know from it's, the you know. It's like on the cusp of feeling old <laughs> yeah. for me, which is yeah, weird. A little bit, a little bit. I, I I'm only a little bit familiar with the sort of divas era, so <laughs> yeah. please continue. Thank you. <laughs> it's it's this is such an interesting match because I had actually replaced a lot of my memories with kind of these false memories of where this kind of took place in the pantheon <laughs> of the really backwards WWE like women's division stuff. Um, sure. So this this is taking place on NXT, which I, I think y'all have, y'all have discussed before, but it's basically the developmental brand that has now turned into basically its own thing. But th- at this time, it was still very much a a kind of sub brand with its own championships. And basically that roster fed into the main roster when the when that talent was deemed like good enough to go. Um, okay. And a little bit later, th- we would basically replace every instance of the word diva with just, you know, woman instead of calling them divas, mm-hmm. because that was sure. that was a big thing. There was the divas title on the main roster and they were just called WWE divas and had been called that since the late 90s. And okay. it, it was just the kind era of, of China, perhaps. Wait, say that again. Around China, this is the yeah. Era of China. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, China was always kind of thought of as someone kind of outside of that roster, honestly, because I mean, gotcha. she was just so strong. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it, you could you could write literal books about like the weird dynamics of calling most of the roster divas and then leaving, leaving it not divas for someone like China. It's just weird. I mean, it's just a weird yeah. WWE is just awful. We can talk about that all day too. <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the 20, the 20 plus people that just tested positive for COVID over there would tell you that it's maybe not the best company in the world. So yeah, I believe that a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, like the, <sighs> The women's revolution, as it would eventually be called by their <laughs> sure. PR department, um, was really just a a nickname for 
the idea that women's wrestling in WWE could have the same kind of prestige as the men's wrestling. You know, they could main event that they're just as good at wrestling as men. So why not? Yeah. Why not balance this out into something that makes more sense? And a lot of the talent that actually facilitated and and expedited that process came from the developmental talent in NXT. And so you had what would have been colloquially referred to as the four horsewomen. Uh, and this is odd because there are actually two sets of four horsewomen in WWE. One is <laughs> one is Shayna Baszler's crew, but the other is the group, the, the, the foursome of Becky Lynch, who is right now on maternity leave. There is Charlotte Flair, who is uh, still nice. a key wrestler who y'all watched, I think, I don't know, like two months ago or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, these two, so Bailey and Sasha Banks. And uh, this was a culmination of a few things. One, uh, a lot of momentum given to the women's division where the women's division was frankly out wrestling the men's division on NXT at pretty much every event, like for almost a year. And NXT was starting to sell out more and more and more arenas. And they actually finally just moved to the Barclays Center in 2015 for this event instead of having more of a soundstage kind of presentation with like 2,000 people. They sold out the Barclays Center, which is, you know, 20,000 people or so yeah. in Brooklyn. Huge. Yeah. So, yeah, this was not the main event of the evening, first of all, but it, but it felt like it. Huh? Like yeah. it it really felt like it. It was the second to last match. The last match was between Owen uh Kevin Owens and Finn Balor who uh, had a ladder match and it was fine. It's a fine match. But this should have been the main event and it was a very very cool uh match and I mean right away the intros are amazing because Bailey who is a character at this point in time is just a she loves giving hugs and she's like the ultimate kind of kids favorite she even had like a famous kid fan in nxt wow. like a kid would show up um and she would always sit in the front row and get hugs from bailey and she was like just bailey's number one fan and oh, like wow. just you know woman of the people like you know babe like the most white meat baby face which is like an old term uh sure, but it's like sure. it is absolutely the most baby face baby face that's ever baby faced in modern wwe and of course sasha banks comes in <laughs> in a fucking escalade with with bodyguards and stuff <laughs> and her entrance music just rules and she's just kind of oozing this like coolness and meanness and that really carries into most of the match so i don't i guess i want to know kind of like your immediate responses to both of these women who I don't think y'all have seen before on the show. No, okay. no, we hadn't. Um, so number one was that both of them have the body type of an MMA fighter. Right. They're both like super cut and lean and have like a six pack. This is not me trying to be creepy or weird. It's just like something that became very apparent. Like they just look the way MMA fighters look. I have no idea if either of them have a background in uh, fighting or anything like that, but they just had that kind of look to them, yeah. uh, which was interesting. And it like played out quite a bit in a lot of the fight because a lot of the fight felt very brawly. 
in a way. Yeah. Uh, like there were a lot of high flying spots. Mm. I've, I've learned to now use spots instead of stunts. Uh, and those were extremely cool as well. But there was just like a lot of punching and slapping as well, which made me feel like, oh, it had like an <laughs> MMA vibe yeah. to it a little bit, yeah. partially because of the body type, partially because of just like how the how the uh, the match plays out. But yeah, I also just fucking loved both of their walkouts. They're so good. Uh, like, I really love Bailey just being like, well, look at me, like, just running around, hugging people and putting slap bracelets on slap people. Slap bracelets and, then- and the, 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 fla- <laughs> the the uh, inflatable flailing, like, uh, yeah. things that come out with the entrance. The and everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it was so, like, cute and funny and good. She reminded me of, like, a Spice Girl almost. Kinda, like, yeah. She had, like, yeah. Spice Girl energy, you know, like, late 90s. And then of course the I I just like cackled when I saw the you know the 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 bot the hot bodyguards and like oh, and Sasha comes God, out so like good. I'm the boss like I'm the boss and it was just very very fun so people had a really fun vibe uh, and that's that's like the number one thing I, I sort of picked up on and then there was of course like a very peculiar like not peculiar but like a very strong distinct sense of rivalry or they knew each other or something which of course then became obvious as you know there's like an extended sequence after the match where the four horsewomen are there and they're like hugging and they're you know they have all this rapport and it looks really genuine it looks really nice it also looked a lot like the end of a lot of mma fights where yeah you know the two fighters will often embrace and like hug each other and like you know just have like gestures of like I love you man kind of thing yeah. like women as well like the men and the women do and, that. and I think um, I think like, nice. yeah <laughs> I think the very like manufactured idea of the women's revolution is is has been a frustrating thing to have kind of sitting here because like there was a very real sense after that match and beyond of those four women especially realizing that there was no going back <clears throat> excuse yeah. me yeah yeah there was no going back like they were probably not going to be relegated to the early card or, you know, to only having one women's match on a card or yeah. like it, we've been better at that inarguably. Now, I don't think things are perfect. I really don't. And I still sure. oddly enough, uh, maybe that's not even odd. I still think the women have been out wrestling the men at basically every event in the past. I, I think five sure. years. I mean, genuinely. Sure. And in putting on more compelling in-ring action. And I think like the fact that they're still not getting most of the main events is, I think, a point of frustration. But um, yeah, I think there was a very real sense of like, okay, like they gave us the big stage and we fucking killed it. And it turns out that they killed it better than basically anyone else on the card. So like that was that was a big moment. And I do think that was a genuine like cool thing to see for sure. Yeah, it really struck me. Like, yeah, I I still have a a little bit of a hard time parsing the sort of sure, uh, you know, emotions between the competitors because I know it's you know the these are predetermined sure. matches, right? Yes. Like everybody kind of goes in knowing who's going to win. It, it is, and it is what acting persona. at its core. Yes. Yeah, it's acting. It's absolutely acting. So like. I kind of still don't know half the time when, you know, especially after the action is done, if they show affection or or something else. Like, I genuinely kept expecting 
uh, Sasha to like grab the belt and like hit everybody else right. with it and then like run away or so I don't know something like that like I kept watching being like on edge and then of course now I have a little bit more context like for what happened and who they are and everything but well yeah, and, so there's, and there is that precedent really for that too yeah. like in, in yeah. WWE I mean it's not a match although I, I do eventually want to show you something like this because I think it's very cool yeah. there, there's a yeah. A wrestler named Mark Henry, who was uh, an Olympian, uh, Olympian power lifter in 1996. And he, oh my God. And he, yeah. uh, he wrestled for WWE for a long time. And in, I want to say like 2010 or something, he tweeted that he wanted to make a big announcement on Raw. And he came out to the, uh, to the ring in a suit and he gave, he cried his, he cried his eyes out about having to retire. And he's, he just said, you know, give it an all I can. I, you know, I, you know, just an unbelievably heartfelt, um, you know, retirement speech. And, uh, and John Cena came out and like, you know, to shake his hand because he was kind of wrapping up. And, and so, you know, everyone's like, oh, wow, what a show of respect for John Cena to come out. Now, in hindsight, I should have known that that was a weird thing. But after this genuine cry fest from Mark Henry, he beats the shit out of John Cena. I mean, picks him oh up, my God. slams him. It's all bullshit. He was like conning him from the start. And it starts one of Mark Henry's only real like major pushes that he had in his career as kind of a main eventer. And it was this kind of beautiful weird thing so in wrestling there is a precedent for all of that like any sort of emotion you don't really understand if it's acting until until like the dust truly settles so you're not wrong to have that unease and i think like that's definitely part of what makes the genuine emotion more compelling when it is real and it doesn't end up as this kind of you know acted thing so anyway right yeah yeah, that's so God, that's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get over that image at this point. Yeah, it's very good. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of really, really fun spots yes. in this one. I loved all the high flying stuff. There was a lot like, of that high was flying. really cool to see. Like all the flips and I don't know what everything's called, so sorry. Um, but like all the flips off the turnbuckle yep. and all the like there was diving and there were also like false or I guess reversed um, high flying spots. Yes. Like there was one point where um, Bailey is going to do like a, I, I'll just use jujitsu terms because that's what I know better. But like to almost like flip Sasha over her shoulder, but she, I don't know what exactly happens, but she ends up spiking herself. Oh yeah, on the canvas. Yes, and it's like. Oh God! Yeah. Like I actually had a moment of like, oh no, is she okay? Yeah. Like I, I did the thing for sure, because uh, she's definitely not, you know, quote un- intending to do that. Like the character is not intending to do that, but it happens. So that was and kind it's of, wild. So that was kind of early yeah. on. Like she, yeah. she basically tries to. I, I believe she's going for a hurricane rana, but like that's what some people call a jumping nothing. Uh, when like, when like you know so, someone is like. <laughs> sure. You know, attempting something that when you think about it for more than five seconds, you're like, well, what were you trying to do there besides just, you know, doing a spot? <laughs> but uh, sure. But yeah. but like, yeah, that was a it was kind of a brutal fall. And it comes back because she actually tries the same thing later in the match, but reversed, yeah. which is what ends the match. So she yeah. like flips Sasha over at the very end. And so there's a lot of like weird symmetry in this match because like I, I really liked the kind of the whole 
the whole Buffalo approach to this match where, where it was like, <laughs> sure. there's high flying. Yeah. There's a lot of trash talking. It, both of them get in their shit. Like Bailey does a lot of playing to her crowd in a good way. Sasha does a lot of her jaw jacking, which is like great. Um, <laughs> and, and there's other stuff too. Like at some point, Sasha and Bailey are like brawling on the outside of the ring. Yeah. And uh, Sasha basically puts, bailey's hand in between the ring steps and the ring post and then kicks the steps which is brutal i mean that's a brutal thing but that hand injury and this is what i this is one of those things that i love about professional wrestling when folks do it right is when they keep playing into that you know pseudo injury for the rest of the match and that was like one of those major things where it kept coming back bailey would try stuff but her hand hurts um and that really culminated in this moment where Sasha is giving Bailey the Banks statement, which is that cross face move that she tried a bunch. Yes. Um, yeah. And Bailey's reaching for the ropes. And one of my favorite moments, just because it was so smart and so well, like handled by the actual crowd that could see what was going on is that Sasha just starts stomping the bad hand in the yep. middle of Bailey reaching for the ropes, which was like so brutal and so mean and like, so I don't know, unbelievably satisfying. Uh, if you love like heel wrestling and that was, um, I don't know. That's just, that's one of those moments that like, I always think about in terms of, yeah, like you just don't see it. Like, that's the thing is that a lot of times when folks are grabbing for ropes and stuff, it's just this kind of moment of drama without the, without the kind of logical sports element of, well, if your opponent was actually doing that, you would step on their fucking hand. (laughs) So like, it's just, it's just a moment. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's so small and it lasts three seconds, but it's one of those things that I, I think about constantly as a wrestling fan. So. Yeah. It was really, really good. And I also loved how often the announcers played into that. Yeah. Like there was very clearly one announcer who was for each woman. And like <laughs> there were so many times they were kind of arguing <laughs> yeah. during the match and being like, Sasha's done nothing wrong. She's not <laughs> cheating. It wasn't cheap. And, and the other guy's just like, well, you know, <laughs> what a dirty move, kind of, basically. Uh, it, it just like it, it really added to it. A lot of times the announcers don't do much for Agreed. me, kind of either Agreed. way uh, in, in what I'm watching. But this one was like really a, a sort of pseudo comedy element yeah. for me like just how over the top they were making it like it really just worked in this context and then of course you know the the sasha fan was like oh i'm happy to be wrong sometimes like yeah. at the end which is just <laughs> beautiful i don't know just the way he like half ate the line too because the other guy like interrupted him halfway through it and he kept kind of be like oh, hey, i I I don't hate and then somebody else said something and he's like, Oh I don't I don't mind being wrong sometimes. Like he just had to get that out. It was very, very funny to me. It just really worked for this match. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree that I I had forgotten about most of the commentary, but like I guess the story leading into this match is is if I remember correctly, because it was you know five years ago, but like you know, ba- Bailey is just that uh, that archetypical uh archetypal. There we go um baby face that just you know plays within the rules and is a good and good good sportsman and like is just like you know completely within the rules a very danielle 
you know, competitor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Believes, Thank you. believes in competitive spirit and all that stuff. Very much. And Sasha, much. I guess, had really started her career kind of in the same mold, but at some point decided that what she needed to do is just being an asshole. Like, I mean, just, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to get anywhere if I'm not an asshole. And she was right. Like, she got, she got where she wanted to go. She was the NXT Women's Champion. And Bailey you know, wanted to prove that she could kind of win within the bounds of this kind of babyface lifestyle. And that was a lot of the interplay between the commentators being like, oh, like, you know, Bailey just got smart. She evolved. And I mean, uh, Sasha evolved and yeah. got smart and like figured this out. And of course, like the babyface commentators just like, oh, no, Bailey. Oh, no, she's great. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're right. A lot of that interplay yeah. was at such an old wrestling thing like you would have sure. a commentator yeah. that was really engaged with kind of everything that was virtuous about wrestling and then someone who was just you know uh very sympathetic with always getting ahead so um yeah it was actually good commentary which is like pretty pretty rare i think in modern wwe yeah. um so yeah yeah it was, it was just very, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I, I love this match a lot. It's, I mean, it's definitely one of those. Um, It's, it's actually under 20 minutes. It's an 18 minute match. So like yeah. it's, uh, it's actually tighter than I remember. There's not a lot of, there's really not a lot of dead time, like at all in this match, which is yeah, um, cool where folks are kind of recovering and, and all that stuff. So it's a, uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of my very favorite matches and something that I think you know genuinely shifted the narrative of uh what women's wrestling can be in the united states i mean shimmer has been doing this like forever sure. you know in in japan um sure. but this was the first time that i think a very big mainstream audience had just seen women fucking kick ass like it had been you know in the mid 90s wwe had uh bull nakano at, as basically a guest and bull nakano was this iconic wrestler that if LB hasn't shown you a bull Nakano match yet, it's coming. Not yet. Um, oh shit. But this extremely good uh, wrestler from Japan did come to the WWE for about two years, basically on loan and had good matches. And that was like one of the first times that people realized that you could do this. And it just never yeah. kept up with it consistently because, you know, I don't know, sexism, um, <laughs> You know, yeah, both casual and explicit, and and you know, so um, yeah. I'm I'm watching this again on mute, and I can't I can't get over how funny Bailey's hair is by the end of this match. It, it's incredible. It is it's just so all over the place. It's so good. She's got like a side pony, which she always has, but it's like half yeah. out, and it. I mean, it's just it's wonderful. It's yeah, good look. It's it's so good. Both of their hair is just oh, like yeah. brawl, brawl mess by the end, which I love. Yes. I love that detail. I love that note. A, fun, yeah. a funny modern note just for for you. Uh, the the uh, the women's division actually added a tag team championship um, not that long oh, ago. Oh, shit. Um, and That's cool. uh, the current champions are Sasha and uh, Bailey. So. Oh, my God. They're together. They are together. Uh, in fact, Bailey has done a massive heel turn over the past year. So she's. Oh, shit. She now has a bob. She doesn't have this hair. Um, <laughs> she's the SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, and uh, Bailey, who I mean, and Sasha Banks, who has kind of had this like kind of odd past three years. She kind of left for a little while and it was unclear mm -hmm. whether it was like 
she was recovering from injuries or if she was just like unhappy with being in WWE, mm-hmm. but she came back and they kept teasing this idea that they were going to get into a big rivalry again. But instead they, they got together. They both realized that they both like, you know, are both jerks together, which is you know great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and they became tag champions and they're really good. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. That actually, that makes me really happy. Yeah. It's like, there's a, there's a beautiful partnership at the end of this. There is a beautiful <laughs> partnership. There is no more hugging <laughs> and no more wacky inflatable arm flailing tube men. <laughs> um, there's just a Bob and, uh, angry Bailey now, but, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a good combo. I wouldn't really know. I, I haven't really watched WWE since WrestleMania because I've just been like, I don't know, generally disgusted with the whole idea. But um, yeah, totally. But yeah, when I when I've caught snippets of Bailey and Sasha together, it's uh, it's been a good thing. So God, that sounds so awesome. I, I may have to watch more of that because I, I just really liked both of them. I know that's a very basic no, thing to say, but you you find the ones you love. And you, yeah, I yeah. mean, I get that. And, and and this was this was probably the best showcase for both of them individually, although they're still both incredible wrestlers. I mean, like, yeah. I, I think Charlotte out of all of them has had the most like. She she could turn basically any match with anyone into something good, which is one of those things that like the yeah. all time greats have. Um, yeah. But the rest of them, when they're on, they're all very good. So, um, yeah. God, yeah, Sasha and Bailey are great. It's a lot of talent. Yeah. That's just a lot of talent and charisma. Yeah. I again, coming from such a different background, seeing such different things work in a you know fighting arena i've really gained an appreciation for just fucking charisma again a oh, very yeah. basic thing to say i understand no, no, no. but so much of this so much of what makes you know uh, from my per- point of view so much of what makes this work is charisma mm-hmm. and like knowledge of the camera and knowing how to play to the camera and the crowd yeah. as opposed to just one or the other it, it's just really cool to watch from that sort of acting uh, point of view or or that sort of just camera awareness point of view or crowd awareness point of view it's fucking cool it's really cool i'm really starting to appreciate a lot of it I think. it's really cool so the the next nxt pay-per-view that came after this they actually did put sasha and bailey in the main event and it was oh cool a 30 minute iron woman match which means you basically just score as many decisions as you can within a 30 minute time period um wow. and it's a good match too it's not as good as this but it's good and maybe the best thing that came out of that is that it actually took place at the NXT arena in Orlando, which is one of those kind of like small sound stagey places. Sure, uh, sure, and Bailey's yeah. number one fan was there, this kid in the front row. Oh. <laughs> and Sasha, I mean, at one point in the match, runs this kid down. I mean, like yells at her. Look at what I'm doing to your favorite. Look at what I'm doing to her. And like starts to put her in a submission hold. This girl starts crying. Oh my God. It is. Listen, I am. (laughs) This is maybe, this may be a controversial thing to say. I think that rules. (laughs) Like I think it rules to be so good at your character that you make kids cry like that. That rules within the bounds of like good taste and like whatever. Of course, of course. But like we're not talking about a decapitated head. No, no, no. We're not not talking about like horrifying. Yeah, we're not talking about like (laughs) calling the kid names or like you know saying anything like racist or sexist or gross. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, hey, I'm being the shit out of your favorite. 
do something about it at a kid. Yeah. It's so good. And um, yeah, that's really, really good. It's very good. Um, it's so good. It's very, it's very good. So yeah, maybe, maybe at some point we'll watch that one too, but it's uh, it, that, yeah, these two do have good chemistry. I had really forgotten about how good the chemistry really is, but you're, you're exactly right. That, that charisma comes through uh, really strongly in this match. So anyway, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you watched it. it really enjoyed it that was really fun yeah i'm starting to now do the thing this is just like a funny side note where i as you know mma person who uh, competes in grappling i'm starting to watch at least little bits and pieces of these matches with vicky yeah and i am now starting to be that slight edge of ambassador about this thing that i still don't you know I couldn't say I completely understand yet by any means, but I'm just starting to be like, look, you got to understand this is a stunt show. This is acting. This is like all this other kind of stuff. So it's it's very funny to me that I am now <laughs> adopting some of this uh, that I've learned on this podcast and like using it in the real world uh, for, you know, for uh, those purposes as well. It's just funny it's to me because I'm, I'm sitting there like, you know, I'll, I'll be watching MMA or grappling matches all the time yeah. like in my life and like watch them with vicky all the time and we often will watch things and be like oh my god that knee bar you know whatever right. we get very yeah. into it and very excited yeah that's that's awesome i'm i'm very yeah, glad you're fun. taking these lessons it's good lb's lb's taught you well it's good yeah exactly <laughs> they've, they've done a great job yeah. they've done a great job <laughs> Do you want to talk about MMA? I, I guess do. now that yeah. I'm I, transitioning I have a lot of, to MMA. I have a lot of questions about this match that you you asked me to watch. So Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Now, this is nowhere near like a, an Amanda Nunes fight. Let's just say this up top. This is not like the the best of the best. Uh this is a good fight between two good fighters. And I really have a soft spot for Raquel Pennington, uh, who I followed for a while. Since we're doing a lot of pride stuff this month, she is also an openly queer fighter. Uh, last week we to actually fighter, right? engaged to another fighter who also won on the same fight card. They Aww, fought on the same that's night adorable. and they both won, God, which is extremely what's, what's that cute. energy like if they don't, you know? <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's the thing. They both have been not doing super great the last year well, or so. I was going like, to ask you about that, but go ahead. Go ahead. Because yeah, I had some questions yeah. right off the top. No, for sure. Uh, I, just to give you a tiny bit of background, last week we actually looked at Tisha Torres and looked at a oh, much cool. earlier fight of hers. Um, Tisha also fought on this card, like I said, and won, and she did an amazing job and really, really kind of impressed a lot of people as well. Uh, so that was really, really cool. Uh, I guess I could just briefly mention that uh, she had a fight against Brianna Van Buren. Uh, she fights in the strawweight division, so she's she's very small. She's actually tiny even for that division. She's five feet even. Oh There's gosh. nothing below 115 in the UFC. So, like, the really tiny women have a hard time sometimes in, in strawweight just because there's no atom weight in the UFC. Wow. There is an other fight promotion. Well, that would be 105. There is in other promotions, like Invicta, uh, which we've watched several Invicta fights here. And actually, last week, uh, we did watch a Tisha Torres fight from Invicta, like from years and years ago, basically, from 2013. Uh, but yeah, there's just nothing uh, below 115. So if you're really, really tiny, it kind of can suck. But uh, kind of thankfully, I guess, uh, Torres fought somebody else who was about her size, Brianna Van Buren, who's more of a grappler, uh, whereas Tisha is more of a striker. And uh, yeah, got a nice unanimous decision win, like a really, really good job. Uh, she seemed really happy in her sort of post-fight interview. Uh, seemed excited for uh, her fiance, Raquel. And then, of course, Raquel fought uh, several fights later against um uh, marianne renault who i also love just for her fucking gutsiness 
Yeah, and she's uh, 43. In, in a lot of ways. 40, it was her 43rd birthday. That fucking rules. 43! I saw that like, immediately, and, and I was like, Dale, you got time. Like, you could- I know, you, that's you, what I- You got time. <laughs> that's what, that was literally the I first think. thought I had when I saw that. I know. That's what I think. Every time somebody older than me is actually does well Absolutely. and is doing this on this level, I'm like, you know- <laughs> you, I'm like, well, I, I don't see why not. Hope. Like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so. perhaps there's hope, you know. Uh, and she's also uh, fun fact. I yeah, it's, it's, we're not focusing on Marion Renault here, right. but she is a 43 year old school teacher. Oh, I didn't like know just that. just that's throwing cool. that out there, and she can fucking beat the shit oh out of most God, people. How so rad that's would really that be? Cool. How fucking cool yeah. would that be to be like, yeah, that's uh, that's Ms. Renault. She teaches me AP English. She beat the shit yep. out of someone this weekend. Yeah, that's exactly great. like. Fucking awesome. And she was very game in this fight. Now, she did lose. It was a unanimous yeah. decision. It was a pretty, pretty clear loss for sure. Yeah. Um, but at no point was she out, you know, at no point was she not fighting her ass off and giving giving Raquel some trouble, too. Like, no question. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is a really fun fight. And uh, again, it was kind of like both Tisha and Raquel kind of needed a win. Tisha more than Raquel Tisha had been on like a four fight losing streak, oh, wow. and it was like, oh, her job may have been on the line uh, on Saturday night. Well, Raquel has Raquel's lost record. like three out of the last four. Well, I yeah, think. but she's got like a five hundred record. Like she was like uh, yeah, ten and nine, which is yeah, which I, I I like I genuinely can't recall the time I've seen a record on a major fight broadcast that was so close to 500 because yeah because yeah. it's usually like once you get kind of past the you know like it, once that ratio begins to even out you you tend to not see um not see fighters i feel like i feel like you just don't yeah. see fighters that have a um I don't know. I, I it's it, it it was an odd thing. So I don't know how common yeah. that is in UFC. Yeah, it's not that common. Okay. Um, it, it is. A, I will say this: some of my favorite fighters on there have very mixed records. Yeah. Um, I believe also Roxanne Modafferi also on this card. Uh, the Happy Warrior. She did lose, and she has something like eighteen losses. She has like, damn. God, I don't know, thirty something wins. Also, but it is here. Let's actually see. Roxanne Modafferi. Also, she's 37 and still doing this. Uh, and That's rad. She's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. She's 24 and 18. Uh, so, yeah, a little, little hard. A little hard. Uh, that was a hard one to to, to kind of swallow yeah. there. Uh, she's a, she's just a great... Sorry, not to go all over the place. No, right. I like Roxanne a lot. She's a great fighter. Uh, she is such a good grappler, but just her striking just kind of isn't there yet, uh, even though she's, you know... Uh, 37 and you know she's still going though i i really like her as well so three three women i really enjoy watching fight were on this card so even though not that many people were super hyped about this card i was excited about this card yeah. so you know uh back to raquel uh raquel pennington uh again openly queer fighter uh, really cool and interesting person. She did face Amanda Nunes, I think about a year and a half ago, and it was the very first time where two openly queer uh, fighters were in the main event. Like, oh, that cool. was just unheard of, never happened before. They're both on the poster, and the marketing materials for their fight showed, like, really nice stuff. It showed, like, the women holding hands. It showed, like, really, you know, like, sweet 
things from kind of both couples. So it wasn't oh, like cool. shying away from their queerness. It was just like, no, they're just gay and it's fine. Like it wasn't yeah. like a weird, you know what I mean? How sometimes even it can be like, look, they're gay. It's just very like, <laughs> right. no, it's fine. These are our fighters in, you know, <laughs> <That's not laughs> look, they're gay. I love the, the idea fight. of Bruce Buffer being like, look, they're gay. <laughs> And in the red corner, we have a gay. And in the blue corner, also a gay. Gaying out of the blue corner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like that. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. I I think, I think, like, the the gaze of that stuff uh, in sports can still be very, very odd. Like, I'm still. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to the day, but I'm also simultaneously dreading it when more like NFL players and NBA players and stuff like that come out. And it's like, yeah, like that, that gaze is going to be very strange for a while, I think. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not I, looking I forward to that aspect of it. So, um, yeah. but I do think that day is coming. I think just statistically speaking, to. we're, we're close to that <laughs> at this yeah. point. So. Haven't there several nba like ex nba players who have come well, out that's the thing at, is that they're all point. they're all ex players right that they're right. coming out nba right. nfl a few folks have come out there was one yeah. actively gay uh player on uh the dallas cowboys uh, practice squad for like okay i mean for maybe two weeks and oh, that wow. just kind of disappeared and now he's out of the league unfortunately he was a highly recruited player out of college but yeah that's yeah. Anyway, yeah, the gaze on that That's stuff tough. is not yeah. not great always, but like I I feel yeah. like women's sports have generally done better at this because I don't know I I don't know why <laughs> I don't know yeah it's toxic it's masculinity really shit to, I guess I I think so yeah. I think that's a lot of it and there's also like look it's it's a fucking fact a lot of gay women play sports yep. like it's just a fact <laughs> that is fine I am a queer woman who plays sports like it is. Uh, it has always been a place where queer women have gone. Yep. It's just never a place where queer women could be out until, right. you know, not all that long ago, frankly. Yep. Um, I think there was always a lot of pressure to have a beard, to have, oh, you know, right. a, a cover story, basically, for, you know, let's talk about, like, tennis stars in the 70s mm, and 80s yep. and things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to pinpoint, like, oh, specific cases. It's just, I believe from everything I've heard, everything I've kind of known in my life that you could be queer, but you could never talk yeah, about it's a, it. Yeah, uh, it's, as, it's as a, a woman terribly kept secret, but yeah, like all, that's right. that's all true. It just had to be kind of hush-hush yeah. and just kind of nodded about, but yeah, it, it was not a yeah. thing that folks were out about. So yeah, I mean, I, I, what a what a bizarre place to be in. I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a really, really... <laughs> clear view of what it's like to be an MMA fan with like progressive uh kind of sensibilities because it's just it's just so weird it's like you have you have Dana White and you have fucking Joe Rogan and you have uh I mean Joe Rogan doesn't do commentary on these fights he does the pay-per-views I guess but like um like you you have all of these avatars of the fucking dirt worst right-wing masculine kind of ideals (laughs) And yet you have all these athletes that are making uh, one having having unbelievably watchable, wonderful fights. They are again. I mean, it's kind of the same thing I'm saying about about uh, women's wrestling. Like it's like no women's MMA is like the fucking is MMA. It fucking rules like it is. It is great. great. Like the same shit I love about two dudes knocking each other in the head same deal with the women like it is exactly 
is the fucking same. And um, it's just so weird to have this huge platform that is just so, I don't know, nonchalant. And like, yes, like we have gay women here and they're fighting and they're great. And to have all this other stuff kind of heaped on top of it, which flies in the face of all that is is fucking bizarre. It's awkward. Yeah. It's very, very awkward because there are also fighters who like Aljamain Sterling, for example, you know, speaking out on Black Lives Matter stuff. Yeah. Like you have a lot of athletes who are using their platform in a really awesome yep. way. And you also have a lot of athletes who aren't who fucking doing that and have <laughs> horrible politics. Yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> there about is one of them that got jacked in the mix. mouth a few weeks ago. So, yeah. Yup. <laughs> Colby Covington jaw broken. I mean, just that's the most poetic justice thing that's ever happened in the world couldn't have written it better Uh, yeah honestly yeah uh thank you kamara usman for doing that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah like it really is a whole ass mix and you you know i personally follow a lot of of fighters on twitter and instagram and i tend yes to follow the fighters whose politics i think are not bad um and you know i also don't Here's a, a hard thing uh, to contend with. I just kind of ask that somebody's politics not be bad. Yeah. Uh, for me to like follow them for something like this, like you, you can't, you can't be bad. But like, I don't expect them to be, um, you know, have PhDs in Marxist theory no. or anything like that no. necessarily. Bar, and it, that's not pretty, saying bar is pretty low, and that's okay. Yeah, that's that's it's, okay it's for like, now. Yep. <laughs> it's just okay that you're like, okay, human beings deserve respect. Right. Cool. Yeah. All right. You know, yeah, I let can pe- work. Let with people that. live. Like, okay, let I can people get there. live. <laughs> you know, like sure. <laughs> you know, like, and it, maybe I'll be shot for saying this, but like, I don't necessarily need to a- agree with everything with people as long as I'm kind of in the same spirit as them. Sure. Uh, in terms of like, yeah, just respect other people and like, you know what? Maybe, maybe there's a lot of nuance there. Uh, I, I am. I here's where I am. Here's where you are. Okay, we can. Yeah, we can maybe maybe we <laughs> ought to unpack that at some point because I do feel like now that I'm thinking about it, I treat sure. athletes I like um, the same way I do like my family. Where like you know, like I find out that my yeah. dad is reading a book about Black Wall Street, but you know, voted Republican in the past like 20 elections, uh, and I'm like, uh, oh, you're doing, yeah. you know, you're doing okay, yeah. you know, you know, we're we're reading a book, we're reading a book. <laughs> You know, like I'm like, why Why am I treating athletes and family in the same way? But I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. I kind of am doing that. I, I probably need to raise my bar on honestly. But like uh, I, I've yeah. kind of noticed the same thing with with athletes I, I follow. Yeah, I, it's and it. I just want to be very, very clear. It has nothing to do with like a perception of intelligence or anything oh, like that. Sure. A lot of these fighters have like advanced degrees. Oh, yeah, hundred like, percent. Really incredible. I, I believe Marion Renault actually has a, a master's in, in like sports science right. and stuff. So this is not like me saying like, well, whatever. They get hit in the head. Oh blah, no, blah. no, no, like, no. Like not no, at no. all. No. It's more of a okay. I really love these things that you do, and as long as you are not a shithead. I feel great about following you. And I, I realize that maybe isn't the highest bar, but I just want to be very, very clear. It has nothing to do with any kind of negative perception right. of the person. It's just like, I, I guess I'm just compartmentalizing on some degree or some level. Right. right yeah. Um. I, so, can, yeah. Can I ask you about this fight, though? Please, okay. please do. Because I, this is what we actually should talk no, about. No, no, no. So, I've, yeah. I've thoroughly enjoyed the last 10 minutes, but uh, okay, I, I, do, I did have questions about like, 
Hmm, how can I phrase this? I mean, I think like, uh, you know, if if I go into an MMA fight watching it and it's a 20 second knockout and I'm like, wow, like, ooh, I hope that person's OK. You know, that's that's yeah. kind of ooh, wow. Ooh. But I, then I <laughs> then I watched uh, Rocky Pennington just like knee this girl in the in the thighs <laughs> and stomach and like ribs for like 15 uh-huh. minutes. And I, I was kind of like. Ooh, I might rather get my bell rung in 20 seconds than do this. <laughs> like this was this was a lot. Like when you really punishing. when you really really think about every single kind of slashing elbow at close range and knee mm-hmm. to the ribs and like kick to the thigh and shin, you know, sweeping and just like I was watching this and I'm just like both of these women are going to be unfathomably sore for the next <laughs> two weeks just yes i mean it, it was it was just one of those fights where they were in this tie clinch like the entire time basically yeah so much of it so much of that fight was in the clinch which is not how most fights look right at this point yeah but it was interesting it was interesting to see that for sure yeah and uh, at some point uh rocky gets uh need where the sun don't shine which was oh, also yeah. tough because yeah don't matter who you are or what you got. There are a lot of nerves down there. It so hurts. that was that hurts. Yeah, that was a whole uh, bunch. That was bad. I was like, oh, yeah. and they replayed it too a couple times. And yeah. the commentators were just like, <laughs> they did. ooh, you know, so. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad uh, she was able to recover from that. Is, yeah. 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 You get five minutes uh, for a groin strike up to five minutes. You can obviously say, no, I'm OK. Yeah. She, I'm, I'm all right. She took you know. the full time, too, which I'm like, God, yeah. Why? Why, why not? She, she definitely. <laughs> She definitely like took that breather. Yeah. I felt so bad. I feel really bad. Anybody obviously gets need there, but like some people are, you know, some perhaps ignorant people don't understand that. Like, yeah, it's, it hurts no matter what. Uh, yeah. Especially I, I take a lot of strikes to the groin. Uh, accidental quote unquote ones. It happens a lot in competition where you're moving from position to position, sure. even if there's no knees allowed. That happens a lot. And my God, that is like you see like like a a flash of pain kind right. of thing yeah. uh, quite a bit yeah. so it's like yeah like, oh yeah, see hurts. her face was like oh that, oh boy yeah oh oh my god um and that's yeah and that's the fight we're on it's like it's it's clear that rocky pennington like has a like a cardio advantage it feels like i mean sure. she was just kind of had a little more juice at the end and yeah, yeah if that had, if that had been a five rounder i don't i don't think uh renault makes it out but like that was it was a good match. I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, it was it was a, a bit of a brawl. Yeah, it was a bit of a of a battle. I, th- this MMA fighting dot uh, com p- uh, piece calls it a battle of attrition through nearly every yeah. minute of every round. Of Pennington and Renault constantly jockeying for position, which is accurate. It yeah. was a really good fucking not not all the way brawl i i don't want to say brawl because brawl implies like a sloppiness to it no. and i don't think this is a sloppy so, fight by any means sometimes you just need these really like i don't know i i guess i would call this workman like just kind of like sure like it's a grinded out like not yeah. you know it's not pretty it's not even maybe memorable but like sure you know, you just have to have that sometimes. You have, you know, in wrestling, they're called squashes where one person just completely obliterates the other. You have these kind sure. of epic classics and you just have you have matches that just kind of grind it out. Like you got to fill out the card. It's a good match. It wasn't boring by any means. Yeah. 
Um, but it's just one of those matches. It's like, I don't think anyone will remember it except for a handful of people that were like, that was a good grind it out kind of match, you know, in, in <laughs> five years. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's entirely possible. And it's also, I might remember it as just like a card where that I thought was adorable because, <laughs> uh, both, uh, affianced women won their fights. That's very, uh, that's very good. Very happy. Uh, and normally you see each of them in the other person's corner. Uh, when they are, when one person is fighting, you see, you know, if Tisha's fighting, you see Raquel in her corner. If uh, Raquel is fighting, you see Tisha in her corner. So like, it was like, oh my God, they're not in the corner. Ah. But it's like, oh, of course, because they're preparing for their own fight. So yeah, yeah it's very, very, I, I just really like this match. I, I just really like the energy of both of them. I And I love that Marion Renault is 43 fucking years old and looks like this and does this. Uh, oh my and gosh. It's in this kind of shape. Like, that's goals for me. Like, if you want to know what goals looks like, it's Marion Renault right now. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly. Yeah. I mean, good, good goals. Like, she was, she was yeah. awesome and tough, like, really tough. Yeah. Um, but, like, I did have one question because you just brought up the. Please, yeah. You brought up the uh, corner stuff. I guess this is the first sure. fight I've watched uh, with my headphones on. So I've been watching oh, okay. these with like yeah. speakers and stuff. And so I, I, you know, you're able to hear a lot of the corner stuff in, um, you know, these empty arenas. Um, yep. But like, I guess I'd never really been paying attention to what was being said. And I have kind of a stupid question, but like when, when, you know, someone's backed up against the cage and their corner is basically just telling them exactly what to do. Isn't that just telling the other person what to expect? <laughs> yeah, to, an, to a degree, okay. for sure. That is one of the most interesting things about this era of MMA. Ever since COVID right. and having empty arenas and things like that, it, it's been, you know, first of all, difficult on some level to kind of justify the risk. Right. Uh, so that's number one thing to say. <laughs> based on uh, based on gestures mm, broadly at every other sport dealing everything. with the reckoning of trying to open up again. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I personally, uh, now I don't like COVID. I want to be clear, but I like hearing the corners. I love hearing the corners. I love hearing the instructions. Right. I love hearing the strategy. Some corners are doing things like they'll they'll have like kind of code names for stuff. Mm. Like uh, you know, go do I I've. Go do CBD gummies, whatever. I'm looking at my desk. That was the first thing I saw. CBD gummies. Now you know things about me. I know, but like they'll have things like that. They'll they'll sort of work on code names because they know that the other fighter and the other corner can hear them perfectly well. I just appreciate that so much more than crowd noise because for me, so much of this is technique and it is not not even just technique. Like a lot of it is technique because I, I love that aspect of it, but a lot of it's also strategy. And like seeing your fighter get a little bit tired or get a little bit frustrated and, and, you know, all the things that are kind of wearing on or see if the game plan is working or if the game plan is absolutely fucking not working, you got to throw it out, you know? So it's so fascinating for me to see who is adjusting well to this, this sort of new era of like everybody can hear everything. And some people are adjusting horribly. Um, There was a fight a few weeks ago. It was a really controversial um, fight. It was Anthony Lionheart Smith and... God, it might have been Glover Textura. Let me make sure. Uh, Textura. Smith. Just want to make sure I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we're uh, we're nothing if not accurate here. Yeah. Okay. So what happened in this fight is uh, Anthony Smith 
went in and he went in so hard, like so, 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 so hard, just like absolutely going and going and going and going. Like just the pace was wild. And this is light heavyweight. These are big boys. They're 205. Um, and they're cutting down from probably 260 or something like that. They're big, big boys. Uh, and his fucking, his corner, Anthony Smith's corner was just pushing him to go, 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 go. And the announcers were like, hey, man, like, this is a five round fight. Like, this is a main event fight. Like, yeah, he needs to go, 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 gotta, go for 25 minutes. He's going to go, go, go fucking out. Yep. And, you know, as, as the fight wore on, he got his ass absolutely kicked. He was losing teeth. Like, he was oh, in full, like, oh no. Glover was in his full <laughs> mount, like, punching him in the face. He even literally apologized to him as he's punching him in the face. He's like, I'm sorry, man. This is just my job. And oh, Anthony Smith is like, oh, it is what it is. And his corner fucking really should have thrown in the towel. Like, no goddamn question. Um, that's another really, really intense uh, sort of uh, area of debate. But uh, just talking about this to highlight how that corner did not do a good job with the you can hear everything. <laughs> that corner really should have both been a little bit more moderate at first and not saying go for it, you know, like that level of, of, of pace and speed because you got to go for 25 minutes, dude. And this poor guy was like really getting the shit beaten out of him because he tired out too quickly. Yeah. Um. And like a lot of things, some other intelligent things about corners kind of adjusting to this are they make noise when your fighter does something good because they're, they're trying to kind of influence the judges like, oh, that was great. Right. You know, like, oh, what a <laughs> shot yeah. kind of thing, <laughs> which, again, it, it like sounds so silly and so obvious. But like if it's a really close fight, yeah, it might make your a corner difference. is like pumping it up when you get a good shot, that might. That may be enough to influence the judges to be like, oh, yeah, that was a good yeah. shot. Okay, that was a, uh, you know, that round went to this person. So, <laughs> yeah, there's fascinating stuff about this. So, actually, I'm really glad you asked that question because it's it's really interesting. They've had to genuinely adjust to this. Uh, and it's been wild to see how some people have adjusted well uh, yeah, to it. it. It seems like you would. I mean, I, I guess there are so many micro movements in MMA that it's tough to be like. Because in, in baseball, it's like they do signals. It's like bunt or like try to hit through the gap or whatever. <laughs> sure, it's like yeah. it's like four or five things in a in a in a moment. Right. Where yeah. in uh, where in MMA, it's like there are a million things. That, but there was just this one part. There was this one part. And I don't even know whose corner it was. But I sure. like uh, <laughs> um, Renault had had uh, Pennington, I think, up against the wall. And the, and the corner just goes, okay, now, right now, you want to turn right hard. <laughs> now. Turn right hard. And I'm listening to him like, okay, yeah. well, like, they can She's hear trying. you. Like, unless you, <laughs> unless this is code for turn left now. Like, I, right. like, I don't know. I don't know who this is helping, you know? So yeah. I don't know. It's just a really funny thing where I'm like, I, you know, I guess there's so many different movements in MMA. It's tough to like turn them all into secret language. I think that would be very difficult, right. but also I, I, I don't know if, if that person was trying to turn right super hard, I almost feel like at that point it was, it would have been not the thing to do. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it totally makes sense. I'm probably overthinking <laughs> it, but it's like, it just seems so strange to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, no, no. You're not overthinking it. It's it's very funny. I, and like, I've I've had, I'm not a professional fighter, but I've had the thing where my coach was telling me to do something in the moment. And I was like, 
yeah, but this girl's going to know. She's going to know. And then I like overthought it and then did something else and totally like lost. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I have absolutely been the person who's like thought about it too much in the way that you are proposing that right. you're thinking about it too much. And then I lost because I didn't do the right do, thing. Do the right thing. Moment. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess if you have a great coach, uh, that's probably, yeah. you know, that's that's probably worth listening to. But it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought they that was very funny. Just the turn right hard was just very yeah. funny to me. I don't know why. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it is. <laughs> it is funny. And there's also like, I am sure you get such tunnel vision doing this. Um, oh, yeah. I do even just doing grappling. Yeah. I get like the world doesn't exist anymore. The only thing that exists is like my me and the other person and like whatever I'm trying to do. Like, that's it. You get like for real tunnel vision. And then occasionally you can start to hear once you do it enough, you can start to hear other people. So I'm sure they, they, they're trained so well to do this, but right. I'm sure they still get tunnel vision at times. Like, there's no way they can't. They're, they're trained to be instinctual fighters and to see openings and things like that. You could never wait for your coach to see an opening. Right. And then hear them and then process that. By that point, the opening will be closed. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I, I oh, really this cool fight stuff. was cool. Thanks for sharing it with me. It was, it's it's definitely like... Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I I like fights like this. I like matches like this. If it was, um, you know, because I just think it's kind of, I don't know. It's It just is, it, it is maybe a pure distillation of of the thing with no no real like bells and whistles. It's just, yeah. it, it is what it is. And yeah. I don't know. I, I thought there was something, um kind of cool that another <laughs> one more yeah. weird observation and this is just like for for fucking no one because uh it's just <laughs> an observation about the espn plus uh player is that oh sure they keep the the ads in but you can fast it, it forward it bananas <laughs> i'm like i guess editing that out would be annoying every time but also i don't know like I don't, I don't know. I on guess Fight I, Pass, they take them out. Wait, what? On Fight Pass, they take them out, but oh. things don't go up on Fight Pass till like a month later, and it's so fucking frustrating. Okay. So because, I, pay, I pay for both. Okay. Like, to see everything, basically, and I'm just like... Because I was just envisioning this idea that I could go into ESPN Plus and then look up a fight from uh, five years ago and see an ad for like a right. depression medication that doesn't exist now or something like I mean, that. Probably. So I don't know. Right? It just was very funny to me. I'm like, I can skip these. Y'all know that, right? Why are they here? So, <laughs> you know, I'm going to, Yeah. so what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just, thought it was I just get just mad funny. because I watch most fights. Um, well, I watch like the, the fights that are currently on. Actually, I did a really fun thing. I promise this is for nobody either, but it's like a fun aside. Uh, where Vicky and I sort of did a fun sandwich of uh, watching a fight and then grappling ourselves like we did oh, yeah. like 40 minutes of, of, of sparring and then went back to the fights to like, oh, we wanted to watch Tisha and we wanted to watch Raquel. So we like, you know, like did fighting ourselves in between and then came back to it. And, and that was fun and exciting. Uh, but typically I'm watching most fights while I'm like running on my treadmill. So like I've got like Butterfingers ass trying to like, you know, skip commercials and I'll go like two minutes into the next round and I'm just sitting there running there, you know, huffing and puffing like, oh, give me 
god damn it like i, I feel like a octogenarian half the time <laughs> when i'm trying to watch these fights because i'm just like this thing uh, but yeah that's amazing that's, that's really good that's why that drives me bananas <laughs> Hey, fights give me a lot of, you know, a lot of pep to, to run harder. It's good. You know? it's, fun. It's, a, it's a good thing. There's the fuel to keep you going. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, if they can do it, you know, maybe one day. <laughs> yes, I believe. I believe <laughs> completely. Yes. It's so funny. I, I, oh, during this whole thing, I have COVID thing. I have, I've just been like, you know, maybe, maybe one day if I was like a good purple belt, I could like get around the fact that I can barely strike with my left hand and like just kick so well and then get somebody to the ground. Don't know if this is really ever going to happen, but you know, we can all dream. We can have dreams. We can have aspirations. Uh, for now, I'm going to stick with grappling, but uh, we will see. <laughs> we will see. I believe whenever you want to make that shift, I believe I'll be in your <laughs> corner telling you to turn right really hard. I mean, I'm kinda, yeah, I'm kind of like, I would want you there, John. I'd be like, Hard right. Turn right. Hard. <laughs> now you should have a thing where it's like, think of the dirge. <laughs> think of the dirge. And that's like Well, a- we'll just have, we'll just create the code language where like dirge means like, I don't know, go for a single leg takedown or I don't know. Like Yeah, we'll figure it out. Just very like Danielle based language yeah. to signify. And then it'll take it'll take them they okay. No, this is the idea. It will take yeah. our oh man, this is such a good idea. If your competitors want to know the secret language, they have to listen to every episode of our podcasts. Oh my God. How brilliant exactly is that? Because you'll be so exactly good it. and you'll just be like at the, at the end and you just shake their hands after you beat them and you go, hey, if you want to beat me, listen to every episode of Fan Wits, the Fan Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can piece it together. You can piece it together. That's uh, that's the whole way. That's, that's fine. The whole way we do this. You know when she tagged yeah. you with that left elbow, you could have avoided it if you listened to episode sixty nine of Fan Wits. If you knew you knew what dirge meant, <laughs> you would know, and you would have been fine. You would have been ready. <laughs> now look at your face. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. What a heel thing to say. I suppose. <laughs> you know, I would. I I need that gimmick though. In in MMA and wrestling yeah. somewhere, it's like, hey, you can have the blueprint to beat me, but you have to you have to watch every episode of my YouTube show or uh, Honestly, listen to every podcast. You have to like and subscribe yeah. to it, yeah. and then maybe you'll get you'll the know. secret. Yeah, <laughs> truly love this. This is a way to bring the worlds together. I think so too. Life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We'll mix in a few 10 codes from the ambulance. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be fine. Yep. Oh, we're 1098 for this one. <laughs> just like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that would be good. 1098 means you're done and ready to Oh, you're done. Call, okay, anyway. I thought you meant... In case you wanted to know. <laughs> like, done as in, in finished with work, not done as in dead. Which oh, no! <laughs> you're I done. I forget what a DOA is. Uh... <laughs> I've had them before, Ugh. but I forgot what code it was. That's good. Yeah. If they haven't happened enough that you forgot what the code was. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's probably all right. <laughs> anyway, I guess we should end this podcast yeah, now. Probably. It's pretty fun. Thank you so much for being here uh, and, and talking about some of my favorite. Oh, my fighters. gosh. No, this is this good is time. a blast as always. It's a very good time. LB will be back next time. LB will uh, no longer be on assignment uh, and LB will be back. 
so that's all for this week. We hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Uh, please do rate and review. I know how annoying that sounds, but you know, it's it's knowledge is power. It helps. And whether you find yourself in an MMA fight and you needed to know, uh, you know, what other people's uh, moves were, you got to listen to their podcast. And therefore, please rate and review us. That was logical. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> listen to all of our stuff, of course, at fanbyte.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media uh, and at Fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E, on Instagram at Fanbyte, on TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course, on fanbyte.com. And you can watch all of our good streams on twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Last thing, here's another plug. Please read all of our excellent wrestling coverage at fanbyte.com slash wrestling. John, where can we find you online? <laughs> You can find me going three rounds with uh, Rocky Pennington on uh, at Floppy Adult. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you can find me at Danielle R.I. If you, if you care to, where I tweet a lot about MMA, EMT stuff, and also video games. Uh, and uh, so traditionally, John, I think you know this, we always do like a sound effect. Right. Uh, at, at the end of this podcast, mm -hmm. I'm thinking we might do like a dirge and then a combo. Like we uh, we yell dirge and then like a some sort of combination of strikes. Does that sound like a good time? Okay, sure. <laughs> okay, ready? Uh huh. One, two, three. Dirge. dirge! <laughs> oh, 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 my face. Oh.